Hi, and welcome to another VJUI podcast. My name is Marie Uloco. I'm a resident from the University of Minnesota. Today, we will be reviewing an article titled Health-Related Quality of Life Among Non-Muscle Invasive Bladder Cancer Survivors, a population-based study from Jung et al. from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. A little background on the study. Bladder cancer is the fourth most common cancer in men and the 11th most common cancer in women, accounting for about 7% of all cancer cases. Approximately 70 to 75% of bladder cancer are non-muscle invasive bladder cancer. The treatment of non-muscle invasive bladder cancer includes transurethral resection of the bladder tumor with or without intravesical chemotherapy or immunotherapy. These treatment modalities can be associated with short-term and long-term complications such as pain, urinary problems, gastrointestinal problems, infection, and inflammation. Those with non-muscle invasive bladder cancer have an incomparable burden of surveillance and repeated treatment for the rest of their lives after diagnosis, potentially affecting their quality of life. Previous studies on the quality of life in bladder cancer have focused primarily on patients who have undergone treatment for muscle-invasive bladder cancer, either with cystectomy or chemoradiation. The aim of this study, therefore, was to address gaps in the understanding of disease and treatment effects of quality of life in patients with non-muscle-invasive bladder cancer. They also aim to look at whether sex, cancer stage, time of diagnosis, and treatment ultimately affect quality of life. In this study, they randomly selected 2,000 participants from a total of around 6,000 participants from the North Carolina Central Cancer Registry diagnosed with non-muscle invasive bladder cancer between 2010 and 2014. Of these, a total of 1,600 survivors were eligible. Participants had to be over 18 years old, one to six years post-diagnosis, and must have completed initial cancer treatment. Of these roughly 2,000 participants, 1,500 were men and 500 were women to reflect the gender ratio of the target population. Those that qualified for the study were sent self-administered surveys approved by the IRV at the University of Carolina at Chapel Hill. Quality of life was assessed using validated questionnaires looking at global health status, functional status, emotional, cognitive, social, and physical status, symptoms, financial burden, intravesical treatment issues, risk of contaminating partner, sexual intimacy, sexual enjoyment, sexual function, male sexual problems, and female sexual problems. Higher scores indicated better levels of global health status or functioning or worse levels of symptoms. Chi-square tests and T-tests were used to determine whether there was a significant difference between the participants and the non-participants. The participants were more likely to be white than non-white, with 94% being white versus 88% being non-white. The mean age of the study enrollment was 72.2 years, and the mean time to diagnosis was 3.4 years. A majority of participants, about 73%, reported having received TRBT as the primary treatment, whereas only 5.6% had received cystectomy. Of all the participants, 36.2 and 43.4 respectively had received intravesical chemotherapy and immunotherapy. In terms of quality of life, the domains with the lowest quality of life scores were sexual function, sexual enjoyment, male-female sexual problems, sexual intimacy, urinary symptoms, future worries, bloating, and flatulence. Women had significantly higher levels of constipation and diarrhea and also worse sexual function and sexual enjoyment than men. Men, however, did report significantly more discomfort with sexual intimacy and higher levels of concern about contaminating their partner.
When breaking this down into different treatment modalities, cystectomy group had the highest level of discomfort with sexual intimacy and the most associated male sexual problems, whereas the TRBT plus immunotherapy group had the lowest discomfort with sexual intimacy and the least male sexual problems. Some limitations of the study include no pre-treatment baseline quality of life data for comparison, low response rate with about 24% of patients recruited responding to the survey, and the lack of diversity not reflective of the general population. Despite this, overall, I think this study highlights an important factor in treatment of patients with bladder cancer that can sometimes be overlooked due to the weight of the diagnosis. It is our duty as healthcare personnel to provide information about how the diagnosis and treatment can affect quality of life and help the patients to make an informed decision about treatment.